I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, of all things, with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And um, I think that's all the information you need at the moment, except that you can text us on 81215 about any subject at all. Although, I was talking to our producer, Daisy, this week, and oh, she yeah. said, you know what your, uh, your problem is? <laughs> well, well how long my... was that conversation? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I settled myself down into my leather Chesterfield armchair and said, go for it. She said they're too um, too hard, the textings. Did she? Too hard. Oh, we're exposing the innards now. She said if you listen to successful and more popular <gasps> radio shows, they, they ask mm-hmm. things like, what are you doing while you're listening to this show? And then that gets people feeling involved and they feel like they're part of a big, happy radio family. Mm-hmm. So we're so, asking what they're doing, are we? I want to know what people... <laughs> I would actually, if you think about it, though, if you, if you take away all the trappings of uh, stupid DJs saying, I'd like, like to know what our listeners, because they've got nothing else to say, if you take all that away... Mm-hmm. It is. I, I would quite like to know yes. what people are doing because I bet people listen to this in all manner of uh, forms and places. Oh yeah, there's, there's all sorts going on. So I'm actually going to do that. I'm going to lay my alternative career on the line and oh, yeah. say I'd like <laughs> to know on eight, twelve, fifteen, what our listeners are doing as they listen to this show. I bet by the end somebody will be decorating. There's always a bit of decorating with the radio. There's always decorating. Oh, yeah. Always. There's often kids in the back of the car, I find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, On this show, I think it'll be more like I'm just levelling the soil (laughs) on the grave of last night's victim. (laughs) I think think we have a few few of those listeners, judging by the text that we don't read out, that you don't... I'm going to bring out a book called The Text We Don't Read Out. (laughs) I wonder what R. Keith's doing now. Um, drinking, <laughs> I should think. <laughs> oh, Keith is Frank's brother. I know what Gary Barlow's doing now, Frank. I should think he's celebrating and going absolutely oh. crazy. Basking. He's, he's po- basking, polishing his he? OBE. Po- uh, he hasn't got it yet. Oh, was he not? No, no, he hasn't Well, got he organised the concert. It was basically, it was payback, wasn't he it? Organ- so- what you, where did this come from, that he organised <laughs> the did, concert? He? What is he, some sort of he did, yeah, entrepreneur? Yeah, he's, he's an event manager now. <laughs> Is he an impresario? Theatrical impresario. How did he... We were talking about um, comebacks last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, he used to be the place you went for a fat joke, didn't he, like, a few years ago? Yes. He he was like... The the way that Vanessa Vanessa Feltz, God bless her, is used in in an unkind way for a fat joke, people Mm -hmm. used to say... uh, He was synonymous with being a fat loser. And now... He, That's a lovely review. <laughs> he was, though. It, you know, I'm sure he'd, he'd be the first to... Well, he wouldn't be the first to admit it. No. I bet, in fact, I bet he'd be in the eight or nine millions... Yes. ...before he actually coughed it up. But he has turned it round magnificently to the point where he's now organising concerts. For uh, Her Majesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a sort of a... If you can imagine a sort of Toff's version of Bob Geldof. Yes. Yeah. Instead of saving the third world, he's he's putting on for the benefit of the very very rich and privileged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously one has to respect him for that. I liked it when he said of the billing that you don't want to be on the edge of your seat with a show like this. Like, who's sort of excusing yeah. the fact that none of them were kind of edgy? 
You see, bookings. Yeah, I sort of agree with him on that. Like, yeah, don't, I don't. don't book anything that's too edgy. I don't know. Well, Frank would have had the fall on there. Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind that Gary Barlow was on all four edges of his seat about six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and overlapping them. Now he's become everybody's favourite. It's, it's an incredible turnaround. I'd put it up there with... You know when Hitler was involved in the Munich Beer Hall Putsch in 1920 and was jailed and uh, wrote Mein Kampf in prison and then yeah. returned to be um, the Führer, ultimately? Yeah, I know I think that, this yeah. is a very, very similar thing that's happening with Gary Barlow. <laughs> and um, I'm glad we're... I'm just glad we're there for the journey. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You know, you asked what uh, people were doing whilst listening to the show. Yeah. We've just had a I text I asked it in. under duress. Did yeah. you? Yeah. We've, uh, we've had a text I was actually in. under Alan Duress, the uh, former French international footballer. All oh, right, yeah. Lovely. He's one of my favourite former French players. Is he? I don't know. No. <laughs> Zidane, probably. I now work, then, Frank. I work, work with Alan Duress. We'd, we did filming with him for fantasy football. Uh-huh. We, we did this thing called Jurassic Park when he... <laughs> We had several several of him jumping around in a kind of a... Never knowingly passed up an opportunity for a pun, have you? And, uh, I like Zidane, he was one that was sick, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and then uh, he said at the end of it, um, when do I get my money? And we said, well, we send you a thing. He said, it'd be good if it was in cash. And we ended up <gasps> driving him to the airport. Terry Venables. Driving him to the airport for a cash point <laughs> so we could pay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, yeah... So Our listeners have been texting in. in. Oh, go on, Alan. Oh, go on. No, no, no. Hey, you come don't. on now, Don. Let me lean back into the car and <laughs> knock your heads together. <laughs> no, Alan's first. We'd literally just had one in saying, Now then, Frank, which I like, exclamation mark. Is it, is it the late great Jimmy Savile? I think it might be. <laughs> now then, Frank, I'm listening to your show, getting ready for a serious day of hard graft at Riddlesden Gala. Riddlesden Gala. Oh, I'll see you later, guys. Oh, swimming. <laughs> Well, that'd be a big swimming event. I don't know what it is. We hope it stays fine. Everyone has a great day, as well as raising loads of money for our local charities. Judith. That's, that's what Judith's up to whilst listening to the show. There'll, there'll be a tombola. Riddlesden Gala. It'll be. It sounds very. It, it sounds right when you say it. It doesn't it sa- sound like a gala sort of place, though, does it? I Riddlesden. Can, I can imagine you on local radio saying, come to Riddlesden Gala. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it a couple of years. <laughs> tombola and mare in wet sponge... <laughs> Stockade. <laughs> is this your impression of me? Is this a first? Well, it's a generic northern thing, and that's nice. That you are generic lot. northern. Frank, I like Ouch. what uh, Kaz is up to. Kaz just had surgeon draw on my back before spinal injections. Oh, surgery on a Saturday. Love it. Great day is, to do you, it. Is this deliberate, or is it? Is he a prankster on the bus? I know. <laughs> you know when you get a surgeon sitting behind you on the bus? Do you ever get that? And they start drawing operation areas. I don't travel yeah. by bus so much. Oh, now. so what's the operation going to be? Well, Kaz hasn't specified, so no, I don't probably, wish to pry. Yeah, probably just. Don't know what the procedure is well, at this stage. Well, that goes well, Kaz. Yeah. Kaz. <laughs> Kaz. Oh, she's gone. She's gone under. <laughs> do they let them have the radio on in the hospital? Sounds like. Or it. is this uh, one of those? Um, house operations when they come to you and you know that you have, they just come arrive with a bottle of Detlin and a J cloth and give you oh, a that, that doesn't happen in London darling yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, doesn't it no. well we often had an operation in our house <laughs> anyway this won't put the body I'm very into it. keep on coming because you know oh, they're coming are they what else oh, has anyone yeah. done anything illegal 
Well, <laughs> five nine six. I'm filling my Euro 2012 sticker album. Loads of swapsies. Brilliant. <laughs> There That's is so- brilliant. There's something, I wouldn't say illegal, I'd say it's a little bit sleazy. You realise how many ugly people there are in professional sport when you fill those stickers? <laughs> <laughs> when there are some people you think, oh, no. Sorry, you were saying... 402 says he's leaving a swingers club. No, that can't be I right, I don't think can that's it? true. Could it be? I think it could. Do you? Well, it seems awfully late. I'm not going to name and shame him. No, no, Seems no, no. awfully late. Awfully late. <laughs> why you wouldn't enjoy swingers club, probably, I like Frank. To, I like to be out of a swingers club by 4am at the latest. <laughs> well, my arms get... My arms hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you, um... Did you, uh, watch the, uh, flotilla? Oh, yeah. No. You I didn't was, watch it? I was away. Oh, you were in Kilkenny, of as course. They, uh, as they say in uh, newspapers when columnists haven't got a column, Alan Cochran was away. Mm. Alan yes. Cochran's away. Um, and Come on, make your mind. What do they say in newspapers? <laughs> they, didn't, when... they didn't seem as into the uh, Jubilee in um, Ireland as, as they were. I know they've got money problems. They couldn't seem to afford bunting even. Oh, no. Just not bothered for it. They've never, it. they've never really let us off the hook for that potato thing. No. <laughs> I think it was that, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Can we be blamed for the sins of our fathers? There's residual knock, is how I would describe yeah, it. Yeah, residual knock. Yes. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that medical dictionary? <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'll just give you an update on the lady who was getting her um, back uh, operated on. I think oh, yeah, it was the, her back. She was the spinal her back procedure. Drawn on, wasn't it was a spinal she, for procedure. A spinal procedure. That'd be a good we were, for a band. We were the spinal procedure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the back operation. Yeah, that'd be good. Because <laughs> uh, we were wondering if they have radio on in the hospital, and she's um, she's texted saying she brought my own radio. I can't miss can't miss your show. That's fabulous. That. Yeah, mm. and then I was wondering. Good luck. What, what, she what, might what? even have an app. She might have an app for that. What's the lady's name? Oh. Her name's Kaz. It's Kaz. Kaz, good luck mm. with your... Um, your back thing. Yeah, I wonder how many of our listeners are on morphine as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the silent majority. <laughs> There's definitely a silent majority. I'm more a pethidine fan. Frank, Pauline <laughs> says, I'm in Bratislava cleaning my flat before heading to my school summer sale where my brownie unit are selling squash. No way. What? Bratislava. Do they have brownies in Bratislava? Evidently. And they still Actually, sell brown- squash. Brownies in Bratislava. <laughs> a novel. <laughs> I bet I'll make it. I like that. No, they sell squash. That's. I, well, I mean, what's happened to Eastern Europe? Mm. I love that. <laughs> no, he was genuinely asking what has happened to yeah, Eastern yeah. Europe. No, no, I like twelve fifteen. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other text in. What's happened to Eastern Europe? No, I think there's some are brilliant. I really like the old brownie scouts thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm I, gonna, we, my boy. I'm gonna enlist as a as a cob at the very first opportunity. Mm-hmm. You get to wear a scarf. Yeah, you get to wear one of those scarves like Tony Hart used to wear on Vision On, you know, that oh, yeah, slightly a, camp, like you know, a toggle when, or a woggle. Do you remember when Benny Hill used to come on at the end in his in his normal clothes? He often used to wear one of oh, those I love that. scarves with a little go- oh, You get to you get to dress like a nineteen seventies homosexual, <laughs> and that's something that's good for children. Yeah, you always got that chance in my family. Yeah. I also like a child called Pauline. <laughs> 
Just putting that out mm. there. Not a name you hear often I for never a child, did cubs. I like it. Oh, I thought that was going to be some uh, terrible, measly book you'd read, <laughs> a child called <laughs> about somebody who'd been knocked about. Oh, he's probably written that by now, hasn't he, that Dave Pelzer guy? Oh, anyway, about I it. need to get it off my chest about the Jubilee flotilla. Oh, yeah, so the oh, Queen, yeah. she didn't sit on the throne. She wasn't <laughs> sitting on that throne, Frank. She was standing. Still laughing at that. Every time. Stand- Every time absolutely. I hear Absolutely. <laughs> did you? I watched the whole thing. Did you really? I did all all one thousand boats. <laughs> I like that there was a thousand boats. I'd say thirty of them had any interest for me whatsoever, and mm. nine hundred and seventy of them I could absolutely take or leave. Can I ask you? Did you watch them on the telly even though they were going past your flat? No, I watched them go past my flat, but I had the <coughs> telly commentary on in case they told me anything oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, lovely! Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I combined it like on New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah, I can see the fireworks from my flat, but I like to uh, I like to get the time check absolutely spot on. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think you can combine um, reality and uh, the dream. Yeah, <laughs> but things that um, I mean, it was it was I like it wasn't the Pope, mm. but when the Pope came over Lambeth Bridge, that was brilliant. <laughs> and is that now the yardstick yeah. by which yeah. you judge all yeah. river activity? He didn't need he didn't need boats. <laughs> he just had one like sort of modified ice cream van, and it was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and also the Queen. Don't you think the Queen slightly nicked his outfit with that all white? Yes. Mm. He yeah. also didn't need a pashmina. No. He braved the elements. No, but the, I th- I did when I when she went past. I thought, oh yeah, why don't you just rip off the Pope's stage gear? <laughs> it was like <laughs> when Kylie Minogue had a period of wearing like a, a goatee-style basque on stage in, in yeah, the vape yeah. portrayal of uh, Madonna. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And you thought, no, you got to go, go, you know, follow your own groove. Go your That's own what way. I was saying to the Queen. <laughs> I mean, you know, she couldn't hear me, but I was, I was saying it out there. <gasps> Another thing I thought, that the Maoris were involved. Yeah. You know the Maoris? Oh, I know yeah. them. I'd like to send out a message to the Maoris. I respect them as a, as a nation. Right, but, here follows yeah. something very abusive. <laughs> no, there's but a tension. It's, it's all right to go out the house without having to do the hacker. <laughs> <laughs> don't be, don't be pigeonholed. Don't when when the TV person says, "Could you do the hacker and look at?" Just say, you know, you know, mate. We don't always. Oh no, that's the South Africans. No. <laughs> we don't always do the hacker, you know. No. We, we only do it. It's not a ceremonial thing, but we don't have to do it. No, mm. no, it looks great on camera, and then they go, oh, come on, we better do the hacker. Get your tongs out. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Have a day off from the hacker. They do like the wobbly tongs for the slow mo replay. They don't the like hacker, it. Though. They hate it. No, I mean, the they producers, hate it. the person in the booth goes, yeah, yeah, get the face shot. They, I tell you, they hate it. It's like when Europe have to do the final countdown. <laughs> they don't want to do it. They're sick of doing it, but they have to do it. People, if people say, we saw Europe, then into the final cat, we saw some Maoris in St James's Park. And you know what? But no, not a tongue on show. Not, not a squat, not a tongue on show, <laughs> not a threatening spear move. What's happened to those people? Like, they need to fight their stereotypes. We all do. But it's too late to put it back in the box, isn't it? They'd be like shaking Stevens not doing Green Door now. I know somebody that saw him and he didn't do Green Door and everyone was like, what? You oh, you want your money I, back. I like the idea that shaking Stevens is just doing his new material. <laughs> 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 shaking Stevens doing own stuff. He did, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> 
Oh, absolutely marvellous. <clears throat> but you've got to shut the box early, or not at all. It's like REM for ages didn't do um, Shiny Happy People, even though people demanded it of them. Oh, and what yeah. a loss that would have been. Exactly. But had they carried on doing it, they now couldn't stop doing it and go, no, 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 we only do the good stuff, could they? Well, but now they've disbanded. Yeah. This is an opportunity for the Maoris to take up Shiny Happy People <laughs> as their new party piece. <laughs> That's my advice. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had some news in hmm? from Tom. I'm going to call him 848, actually. I'm going to re- recall his name. He might want anonymity. Okay. Uh, do you remember... Can us you do that? Well, <laughs> it's recalled. Okay. Um, he, do you remember he wrote to us about uh, meeting this girl, a Hungarian girl he'd asked out on a date? Oh, yeah, bright orange hair. Yes. Well, Frank sort of... was anti it, wasn't he, because um, he thinks it's hard enough for a man and a woman to be compatible without a language barrier. <laughs> yeah, you don't know add. You don't know add. <laughs> Look how you're nodding. That's hilarious. <laughs> you don't know add to the gender barrier with the <laughs> language and cultural barrier. Pretty soon you're, you're... Well, the word I'm after is estranged. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well... Well, he's been updating us on their progress. Things were going very well. Quite a few dates. They were what I'd call an item. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were an item. He's just texted in. Frank and the team. The team's not great, but anyway. (laughs) My Hungarian girl and I broke up because she is an escort. (laughs) (laughs) I I texted her to say she can only be with me if she quits. Oh, my God. Oh, it's one of those. I find uh, when I find oh, out that a girlfriend, <laughs> when I find out that a girlfriend has been working, the best way for that conversation to happen is through the medium of text message. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> Can I just put this up? Why there? Not Can ring I her? just find out is that a deal breaker then? <laughs> what? <laughs> Doing that kind of work. What? Um, oh, I think you can. I mean, escorts it covers a multitude, doesn't it? Well, that's it. That sounds like a terrible car advert. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think, Frank? I think that, you know, if, if the alternative is selling squash, mm. I'd be an escort. I think, I think you could... Uh, I there think, you go, kids. I think, you know, you know they, have their, they have their no kissing rules and stuff. There's a certain amount of distance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to hear is that. Is this but, all based uh, on that film? <laughs> the no <laughs> kissing rules. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's it? Julia Roberts? Is the one called The Kissing Rules? No. No, you <laughs> two... Oh, I'm not even going to bother breaking this up. Okay. <laughs> I want to know what you mean. You mean pretty woman. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what he one. meant. Don't but, yeah. walk away, okay. Let's <laughs> all it must be, okay. I don't know, Elvis was in that film. No, it's supposed to be Roy Orbison. <laughs> okay. If you look at Roy Orbison, is there a less likely bloke on the planet to go, growl? <laughs> look it up. Mm. What, what was we talking about before? Well, I'm we were sorry, talking anyone, about sorry the Jubilee and then so, an escort girl dating yeah, one of our listeners. Let's go past that okay. thing. I tell you one thing. I, it was wasn't it rubbish the flotilla? Yes, I think it was rather a damp it was, squib. It was, it was rubbish. There was some mm. good boats and a lot of. It was rubbish. They should have made it a race. It struck me that would really <laughs> oh, give yeah, it an edge. <laughs> If there was, you know, somebody really sort of edging the Queen's barge off into a bag yeah, to get past. Oh, Ben-Hur yeah. style. I would yeah. love that. All the old rowers going, going past. That would be excellent. Or all that hacker vengeance coming out the Maori. <laughs> all that resentment for years having to do it. I really. think everyone should have been forced to be, to be riding solo as well. It just sort of added an element <laughs> of jeopardy. Sorry, sorry, what is, is that a euphemism? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And going commando. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I could have done that. I'll tell you what I did like, though, because I, I live quite near to it. I went out um, on Sunday morning. Yes, 
to a Roman Catholic church. <laughs> and um, there was lots of uh, police. I mean, there was literally police every 25 yards as a police person. Lovely. It was, it was brilliant. Why not? I have a thing for police. No, but it just meant I've never felt so safe in my... This is in Lambeth. Mm -hmm. And I I actually walked back from church with my wallet on top of my head <laughs> like a pretty young girl at a Swiss finishing school. Because <laughs> I just knew no one could... I'd never felt... It just made me think, wouldn't it be brilliant if we lived in a hardcore police state? Mm. Mm. Yeah. They don't, know what, they don't know what they've got going for them, those people. They moan about oppression. I've never felt. Oh so. my god! I felt so safe. I thought I could. I can just relax here. I don't know what they've got going on. No, they should try. You know, you, generally speaking, on the streets of London, I'm absolutely petrified. <laughs> you live next door to the Archbishop of Canterbury. Yeah, exactly. And you constantly listen to scary novels on your <laughs> iPhone. Yeah, but uh, no, but it's you know it's a dangerous place, London, but not on Sunday. <laughs> Fabulous. I wanted to I wanted to dance from one to the other, shaking their hands. <laughs> I'm so glad I was to see them. I love the police. I want one. I'd like to make it t every ten yards. I thought, why not just have them in a human chain around my house? <laughs> so I, I felt I could be myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Absolute. Absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'm not done with these uh, Jubilee celebrations yet. I've got a great deal more to say about them. Well, go on. Well, we haven't even started on, for me, what was the major event, which was uh, GB's concert. Oh, yes. Gary Barlow's concert. That was. Did let's you watch the concert? It, let's call it that, Gary Barlow's concert. It was that. I watched it, but I didn't have the sound up. Hey? Extraordinary decision. Yeah, there was there were reasons. For a concert, Frank. We had people you watch in... music concerts. <laughs> I, uh, that one, yes. Mm. There, there was um, it was a lot of there was a lot of good bands on. Oh, mm. but I mean, which ones were they? I mean, good in you know good. They were good. Yeah, but they were just good, right? Competent is what they were. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There was, some there was some competent performance. There was some proficiency on display. You know, it's, I mean, the Queen. You got to, you got to blend it. So you can't, you can't have the fall on when it's uh, the Queen. Right. I understand that. I did. The Queen was wearing a cloak. I didn't notice that. <laughs> she had a cloak on I, with a gold really? clasp detail at the neck. I have tried to champion the cloak, and, <laughs> and now really suddenly did. the Queen steps in. But there is <laughs> maybe she, she heard that. She episode. looked like Emperor <laughs> Ming. I she think, looked amazing. I think the Queen does listen to the podcast whilst <laughs> jogging. Do you, think, do you think she was listening to it when we were talking about cloaks a few weeks ago? I, she at might the same time as thinking, what am I going to wear for the Jubilee yeah. concert? I Hang said, on a hold second. Hold on, haven't I got a... What happened to that cloak I... Uh, the, you know the cloak I had on in the Cecil Beaton portrait? <laughs> what is that? And they went, it's in the charity bag, Mum. She went, get it back get out it, of the get charity it, bag. Get, get, get that ironed. I'll wear that. Well, it smells a bit. <laughs> I don't it care ironed. what it smells. If it's out door just do it <laughs> get in so um, was it the cloak that she wore in that painting in the 60s it I looked exactly like it if it's they the royal family that, they're a fan of recycling they like but i that, mean that's yeah, yeah. incredible isn't it a big mm. event like that and then you get out some that you've had for 
It's been the great thing about, This is the joy of a cloak, you see. You can say, look at that. <laughs> the joy of a cloak. Yeah. Ad, that still fits me. It's not perishable, is it? Treat. It's not perishable. You could put two stout on and get into the same cloak. <laughs> no, not if you're George Lucas and you've got all sorts of matter around the neck. No, that would be, that a, different would, issue. That would be a problem. She's no, still no. quite trim, the Queen, anyway. George Lucas mm-hmm. um, actually, apparently, had a piglet grafted onto his throat <laughs> as, a, as a prank. And um, that's that's his back. If you look, if you look at the central, the central strand of George uh, Lucas's fat throat, mm-hmm. yeah. you can see a, a spine, porcine yeah. spine, running <laughs> along it, <laughs> like a string of pearls. Frank, check that out. Um, Google image. When Prince Charles called the Queen Mummy, sweet or a bit creepy. What did you, how did you, did you like that? Well, I can't lip read. So oh, I'm I sorry, I you had I the sound know he'd out. done that. He did. Ooh. He said, Your Majesty, Mummy. He called, <laughs> and everyone do- laughed. You know, did you see that documentary? Did he call them Mama on that? Oh, that's what posh people are, are very like, that, aren't they? Mama and Papa. Yeah, but Mama, he actually said. So Mama, blah, blah, blah. Mama! He <laughs> should have done, got into that. Like, they weren't there. Brian May wasn't there. He wasn't on the roof this time, but Madness were. Yes. Mm. Now, I found that one of the most profoundly depressing scenes <laughs> I've ever witnessed, <laughs> if I'm totally honest. On what grounds? On so many grounds, I don't know where to start. I hated their jackets. Don't know where to start. <laughs> Exchange and mark. That's my first ever voiceover. Was it? Yeah, to start Only done two. I hated... 20 years apart. <laughs> the, um... Yeah, you had to go and wash your hands afterwards, didn't you? I, I remember did, that I well. Did, yes. Um... A sort of comedy promoter jacket is what I'll call it. Those jackets they were comedy managers with the, you know, with the velvet. Oh, they, yeah. they always liked a bit of that, though, didn't they? Madness. They yeah. love that. I think they started that, and then comedy promoters followed. Their voices. I mean, what have they been doing the last twenty years? Drinking. Yes, and smoking <laughs> a lot of fags. Uh, they sounded awful. Oh, I, I, I don't, they did. You can't say that, can you? About madness, they're a well, national treasure. You and I didn't hear it, so Emily really can. <laughs> There's the only one. That Everyone heard was it, saying how great they were, and I, it was like oh, school-run dads in Sheffield shuffling around. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> I couldn't bear the it. Projections. I like that they had a good. Proje- they had some good slides. It's not a slideshow. It's not a presentation. Well, it it's going to be a concert. It, it was a slideshow with some with some middle-aged people, top top right-hand corner. <laughs> But also they did Our House, didn't they? Mm. One's House, they called it. Did yeah. they? Yes, they did some comedy oh, for the Queen. so when I said last week, I hope they call it Our Palace, mm. and, and they've obviously heard and thought, well, oh, we can't they heard just that? make his joke, we'll yeah. just slightly move it sideways. Or maybe they've had the same idea. I mean, ideas are ten a penny, aren't they? Ideas are ten a penny? <laughs> they might have had <laughs> a they right said one's That's house a fabulous quote. And <laughs> ideas are ten a penny. <laughs> I didn't feel from the Queen's expression their joke had landed very well. Oh, really? No. Tough crowd, though, isn't it? A she? very tough crowd. <laughs> no, I thought the moment crowd. when she actually... Halfway through the song, she drew the cloak over her head. <laughs> <laughs> when it turned back to her, she was just like... You know you know when they put the cover over a, a parrot at night to stop it talking? <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> she could have, have she just put the cloak over her head and then the crown back on top. <laughs> that that face would have been brilliant, <laughs> like, like Cos and It. Yeah. Now, there was... Um, 
There was a... Uh, I've completely forgotten what I was going to well, say. Well, Frank, I'll tell matter. you, I'd like to know... I bet that was going to be brilliant. That's probably going to be the funniest thing I've ever said. <laughs> yes, it My will apologies. be. apologies. I think oh, I threw you. And you'll that's... think of it on your own when you're on the toilet or something. No, oh. I'll never think of it. OK. <laughs> I'll make that clear. We've all established what's happened to did that Did you see Tom, Tom Jones was interviewed? Did you see that before? How was he? And they said, what, you know, what, uh, are you a royalist, Tom? He said, I think the royal family do a great job. <laughs> and I thought, Tom... How come no one else has ever said that? You've you've come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> he actually said, oh, no, ironically, I think they do a great job. <laughs> Everybody says that, Tom. I wish Tom had said... I wish the bloke had said, but, Tom, why bother saying that? Everybody says that. Such a cliche. <laughs> well, you see, unoriginal thought is my constant <laughs> companion. <laughs> <laughs> I will have no truck with original or incisive thinking in any way. And my son says to me, Dad... Why don't you say something different? No, I won't. I'll stick with dull old truisms. Tom Jones there, ladies and gentlemen. That's how the interview should have gone. Frank, did you witness what I'm going to call the slight James Corden Adele moment with Rolf Harris and Lenny Henry? It was very painful. He tried to shove him off the stage. In the, he interrupted two little boys. It was awful. <laughs> Rolf, Lenny Henry. <laughs> yes. Lenny Henry interrupted two little boys. Did they? Yes. Well, that's a bit rude. <laughs> what were they doing? <laughs> what was this, the Jedward section? <laughs> Look, we've got to go to the news soon, but I'm, I'm, more of the concert to come, I'm sure. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. And Uncle Tom Cumbly and all, and Uncle Tom Cumbly. Everybody. And all. Nobody. Okay, nobody. Oh, Frank. You can text us on 812.15 if you've got anything uh, you want to get off your chest. Oh, and they have. Mm. What if it's uh, expectorant? It's uh, it's mainly corrections. There seems to be yep. cra- corrections and clarifications. Okay. Apparently, um, apparently Brian May was there at the was Jubilee. He? Yeah, I heard something about him being there. He but was I... in the box with the specials, according to Yvonne. Yvette, rather sorry. And I've been. I don't know if he was supposed to be there. Though I think he went up a drain pipe. <laughs> he just shinned up a drain <laughs> he pipe. He's a bit like the Boy Jones. <laughs> Mm. That's an email we had this week. We might talk about the boy the Jones. Boy Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. 398 says the Lenny Henry Rolf Harris thing was a joke. And they're suggesting. <laughs> that can't be right. It was a. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happened? He was Lenny rude was big. He was quite big on the race stuff, I felt, Lenny. And I just think times have hold been. On, hold on a minute. <laughs> but where they doing Let me just check the absolute manual. <laughs> But Frank, times have moved on. <laughs> yes, yes. So Barack Obama's in the White House. You don't need to do that material. No, well, that's true. We have, we've, we're better than we were, certainly. And the, and the clothes have changed, Lenny. You don't wear those sort of suits anymore. Comedians Come don't. Come on, God, God, stop. Lenny Henry's a national hero. Certainly. Not in, in my house. He's in the West Midlands, where I come from. Oh. Leave him alone. Oh. I think that um, Madness should have done House of Fun instead of... Uh, no, because there's oh, yeah. some rude references in that song. No, but oh, I like the idea of being on top of the Buckingham Palace singing House of Fun, sort of hammering <laughs> it home that we don't actually work. We just you know, <laughs> sit around drinking carafes of wine and playing with the dogs. But yes. Do you think it is fun, though? I just imagine it all being a bit oh, stifled. God, don't, feel, don't fall for that. You think? It's mm. absolute hijinks. From, <laughs> I bet the Queen hasn't set an alarm 
for <laughs> like seven, oh, but she's never she's never set an alarm. Ever. Gets up when she gets up. Well, she, That's she like Marquis Smith. To, she wouldn't. Have she to and Marquis Smith have that in common, Frank. Yeah, exactly. I wish he'd have had his own barge. <laughs> in case you don't know Marquis Smith, he's the lead singer with The Fall, my favourite band in all the world. Mm. Though he doesn't like them being a called a band, of course. He thinks they should be called a group. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. There you go. So, yeah, so... Um, and wh- you didn't see the- Elton John then, Frank? I saw Elton John, oh. didn't hear him. So you saw, his, you saw his garb, that was lovely. He had a pink, sort of like a grandmother at a bar mitzvah. Lovely jacket. She's got, got, got the claws out today. <laughs> These poor people. Did they get paid? I think they did. did they do it for charity? Kylie was good. Paid? I loved Kylie. Was she, she on? was the best one. Yeah, she was great. Does she have the basque on or has she moved on? Oh, God. No, the, the basque. <laughs> I hate you... that when you get like that. No, I wasn't being like that. We've already talked yeah, about it. come on now. She's... she's uh, Who's the thing that she wore that was like Madonna? We've she's talked about it She's distanced herself from that. She's, oh, now, okay. she's now what you'd call a Basque separatist. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I, Camilla. I, mm. I watched Camilla and she got a lovely hat on, I think. I think lovely. Like, a really lovely hat. And I thought, if I'd made that hat, I would call myself the Camillaner. Nice. <laughs> eh? That would be my business card. I'm the mm. Camillaner with a picture of that hat. Very Brilliant. good. But something I'd learnt, because, you know, my career, it started very well. It's, it's on a good arc, <laughs> and it's plateaued. <laughs> Extraordinary statement. And um, <laughs> I've never really quite sorted out when I haven't hit the heights, the, re- the true heights of popularity. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> and then I was watching that, and I've, I've never mastered that art of saying something which the audience automatically cheer at the end. You know when you go a bit loud, and you say, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Diamond Jubilee! And the crowd go... <laughs> And you get massive applause and cheers. Yeah. I've never, whenever I've tried that, I'll go, and we've got a great show tonight. <laughs> no. I just can't do it. And I've noticed a lot of people were doing doing their links like that. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. And, and so my applause, what little applause I've got in my career has been based completely on saying very, very funny things. Mm. rather than doing that get louder towards the end of a sentence. And to be honest, my method is hit and miss at best. (laughs) (laughs) Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So while you've all been jubileeing it up, I I was away last weekend in Kilkenny at uh, an Irish comedy festival. Kilkenny. Yeah. How can you buy all the stars in the sky? That's what was sang on every corner. Actually, I think that's um, that's Killarney. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. uh, Do that again, Jeff. Live, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Kidding me. Okay, how was it? It was good fun, but I, um, I did a bad thing. I... I, I, they have a football match on the Sunday, Ireland comedians versus rest of the world comedians. Oh, yeah. was there anyone I would have known? Yeah. Oh, lovely. Milton Jones scored a hat-trick, apparently. Brilliant footballer, Milton. Is, is played, really? him, played him several times. He's very good. Oh. But I am... Um, Who'd have thought that Matt Smith was a brilliant footballer? Matt Smith? Doctor Who. Is he oh, really? Oh, is he really, Frank? I mean, is like, he? Top, not played for, I think, Notts Forest. No and that's way. unusual with potions. Yeah, he doesn't look yeah, the type. Yeah. Of, his legs in those tight, shorty trousers he wears as Doctor Who. Yeah. Really? But I do love that. I love finding out that someone's brilliant at football yeah. that you don't expect. Him, it's though, really as well. Good. Gandhi. Never thought it. 
Gandhi was good at Brilliant. football. Brilliant. No, I've just made this up. Oh, that can't be not Sorry, good. do you mean David Gandhi, the supermodel? Yeah, no. him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's my he's favourite good. Gandhi. I bet he's good at football. Mm. Um, he's your I... favourite Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, he's my favourite Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet he's been on a few hunger strikes himself. <laughs> Producer just spat her tea across the studio at the idea that that's your favourite Gandhi. Um, Zuma, what's he called? Jacob Zuma, is it? Is it president of um, oh, South yeah. Africa? Was uh-huh. apparently yeah. a, a hard tackling midfielder in the prison team. Is that right? Yeah. See, these are the things. Anyway, I didn't play this year. Mm. Are you any good, Alan? No, I'm fine. I'm I'm okay. not good, but I'm fine. <laughs> okay. And I've played before there, and I've not embarrassed myself, but I've not. I'm not a flair player. Okay. But I can usually cope. But this year I just didn't fancy it and I made a terrible excuse. I, st- I, I sort of hedged my bets on the excuse. At first I said, oh, I can't really play. I'm I'm, I'm a bit injured, but I was a bit vague about it. Oh. And then I have natural... I like I'm a bit injured. <laughs> I have a natural honesty <laughs> compulsion and eventually I started saying to people, well, to be honest, it's... It's more that I'm afraid of getting injured. I don't really... Because <laughs> oh. it was wet weather and people playing in trainers that haven't played much. I just started having a morbid fantasy that someone was going to clatter through me and really yes. hurt me. Oh, yeah. But then you can't go from I am injured to I have a morbid fear of injury. And bear in mind there'll be comedians playing who are bitterly resentful that you're on this show. I would imagine yes. so, yeah. I mean, I this, is, this is... Remember, this is quite a big prize for... Oh, all isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, they, they hear about me talking about, oh, yeah, we've been to the Sony Awards, um, <sighs> I'm off to the Archivist, whoa, big man, yeah, you know, so they probably know. would want to do some kind of reducer on me early on. So I, uh, I You didn't I, play? I didn't play. I, I had a really nice day. I sat about in the hotel room just... Um, you were essentially a wag for the day. Yeah, I just... I just <laughs> you sat on your own in the hotel I room. lounged about. I had a really lovely lounge about day. Okay. Ironically looking at football transfer speculation <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And the, the managerial merry-go-round. That depressing day safer. that I would ever it was experience. Lovely. Oh, no, it was a really good day. Um, safer. But I just... I felt bad about the excuse not being good enough. And then I clipped my toenails and my shoes fitted a bit better. And I realised maybe that was what was putting me off. Oh. How long, what, what are we talking about? They were definitely, too, definitely too long for football. they folded up, folded right up. I could, I could have punctured the ball had I played. Are that would have been a problem. Have they folded into sort of oh. ice skates? It's making me feel ill. Clutch, clutching the heel. stop talking about his toenails? Sorry, I'm telling The best ever excuse for not playing football was that Paul Maidley, the Leeds United midfielder, was called into the 1970 England squad and um, said that he, he wouldn't go to the World Cup in Mexico because um, he'd already arranged a family holiday <laughs> <laughs> in Cornwall. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, you know the cockerel was talking about how he'd managed to wangle his way out of football the other day. What, in Kilkenny? Yes. Oh, can I buy all... It's Kilani. Well, 417 has another good excuse. He's texted in. Hi, Frank and the gang. I heard on an inferior station last year that Adele (laughs) turned down performing at the royal wedding as she was having a barbecue and had already bought the sausages. (laughs) I love that. Excellent. (laughs) I hope that's true. Yeah, I do as well. I wonder how much notice there was involved. Like, if she was going, look, they've they've got a yellow sticker on them saying, (laughs) oops, eat me now, so I really can't. It's got eggs, she should have said. <laughs> she said that she should, <laughs> she should have said um I'm 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 rolling them 
in breadcrumbs in the deep fat fryer. <laughs> you with me? Yeah, yeah. It's I'm an adult. Roll, rolling them in the, yeah, yeah. In the yeah, I get it. It's an adult job. Like the deep yeah. fat fryer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Did, you, did you hear that, Em? Yes, I was I just did. saying it was like she was rolling I them. did hear it, okay. thanks. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, people said to me, one thing about when you have a baby, you'll be able to, uh, you'll have, always have an excuse for not going oh, to stuff. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And then, um, I was supposed to be on a boat in the flotilla. You weren't. No. I'm yeah. glad you didn't do that. Did I... you Did you see the bit when they cut to Sandy Toxvig, Griff <laughs> Rhys Jones, Armour Gillily and Maureen Lippman in, an on, in a cabin, in a no. downstairs cabin, as no. I like to call it? Was that meant to be you? Yeah, well, they were supposed to cut to us throughout the day and there was going to be a quiz about London and all sorts. They went to them once for four minutes. We had to get there at... I think we had to get there at 11 in the morning and we'd be there till 7 o'clock at night oh, for no. a four-minute link. You can't mm. be doing that. No, but I, I would have gone. It was a jet... My, um, my baby had... Um, it was called acid reflux. Already mm. that know? sounds like an excuse. No, no, it's absolutely true. Acid <laughs> okay. reflux, you may know, is like an obscure branch of house music. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 in the 90s. He wasn't at all well, and my, my girlfriend was very anxious. And oh, it, was, it was out the house too long, so, um, so uh, I didn't go. And boy, do I owe him one. <laughs> <laughs> my son's called Boz, by the way, in case anyone is uh, unaware of that. Yes, B U double Z. Not bars, which is what people say because of my accent. <laughs> Shut your faces. Um, yeah, so so that, now I feel that that was a, a, a genuine excuse, but I do feel mm -hmm. that that was him thanking me for life. Yeah. By mm. getting me out of that job. And it is a good excuse for professional engagements, the children thing. The, the harder part is finding the, uh, the the thing to excuse the children. Like my no. wife will sometimes say, oh, there's a there's a kids thing on in three weeks, and... I will automatically look her in the eye and say, I've got a gig, without even looking at my yes. diary. I'll just go, I've got a gig that night. Oh, what night is it? But when, yeah, you, mean, when you bring out the child, as I call it, mm -hmm. um, I never believe it. I've got friends that go, really? oh, we can't get a sitter. He's 28. <laughs> He's got a mortgage. <laughs> we can't get a sitter. It really winds me up. By the way, if you want to find out how terrible the experience was that they had in that cabin... <laughs> Um, Maureen Lippman wrote about it at length in this week's Jewish Chronicle, so you can read it's it on the true. website. And she said... Um, she does that when she has a feeling, though, to be fair. <laughs> no, but she was funny about it. Was she, she said it was like to celebrate 60 years, and they felt that it had been on the boat for the duration. <laughs> it, it was uh, very marvellous, if slightly sniffy about Griff Rhys Jones, but maybe it was uh, oh tongue-in-cheek, I don't know. Read it. Read the Jewish Chronicle. <laughs> yes, and you, mate. <laughs> Broaden your mind for a change, for goodness sake. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I was saying I never believed when people said, oh, we couldn't get a sitter. Yes. I, ne I never believed that. Although I sometimes, the best excuse I had, I once, I said I'm not, I was invited to a fancy dress party and I said I'm not going because I said I'm too old. Too old. I'm too old. I'm too yeah, old to get dressed up as an orange and wear brightly coloured tights. No, I but fancy dress. You could have gone as um, some sort of... How dare hat. you? <laughs> you no, it's fancy a, dress, Frank. As a medieval oh. hag, you could have gone. The problem with fancy dress for ladies, though, is that they, they sometimes pick a, an outfit that is not flattering and then yes. after the initial arriving moment and, yes. oh, you're in fancy dress, then you just look minging for a night. So yeah. I can see why a... Uh, 
a, a glamorous lady such as yourself might go, no, I'm not having that. No way. Exactly. A glamorous lady such as yourself. Did you hear the hesitation while I was phrasing that? It thinking, was beautiful. Oh. It was, you know what it was? It was very Titchmarshian. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I was on Alan Titchmarsh's yeah, show. I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, you're right. Glamorous well, ladies such as yourself, I'm not Vanessa sure I like Bell. That. I thought it was a bit like my, Michael Parkinson interviews Bo Derrick. <laughs> <laughs> that was the kind of uh, sound I thought it had to it. Mm. Um, I. Uh, I think people want to lie. They, they actually, they take a lie as a sign of respect. You just tell them why you're not going to summer. I was invited, continuing our um, intermittent royal theme this morning, mm-hmm. I was invited to a, a, a royal garden party at Buckingham Palace. Wow. Lovely. And unfortunately, it was on the same day that Warwickshire County Cricket Club were playing in a cop semi-final. So I, I, I instructed my personal assistant to tell them exactly that, because I thought that was a good excuse. <laughs> Have I ever been invited back? <laughs> no, serene, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have been better saying that I was anticipating the delivery of a plum tree. <laughs> but uh, it's too late now, of course. I'm afraid the cat's out of the bag. Mm. As um, Mary Bale would say if she was here. Sadly, she isn't. <laughs> You were talking earlier about the Jubilee concert and suggesting... We were talking. <laughs> Thank you for that. And um, you were talking about how you didn't feel you were the right person to do that kind of gig. Well, I don't know about that. I don't, oh. I, I just, I, I'm not very good at getting the crowd to cheer by yes. suddenly getting... What about a row? <laughs> and they, they just don't go with me. It's a knockout style Yeah. Well, one of our listeners agrees with you. Okay. The reason why you could not have performed a link is that you are a comedy purist. Oh, blimey. And would not have been able to restrain yourself. Mm-hmm. Quite right, too. Sad to see <laughs> popular comics selling out and sacrificing the comic art. <laughs> comedy first and royal diplomacy second. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, you go. That's, that's what Henry Kissinger said to me once. Yeah. Well, that's... Um, I couldn't possibly comment on that. Mm. Con- but a man that's from Martin. Ma- Martin's a man of opinions. Yes. Isn't he? Yeah. We've uh, we've also heard from the outside world during the week in uh, in in an email and uh, is this what we like to call email corner? I think we ought oh, to call it. We email need a jingle. Corner. Can you improvise one quickly? Go on. Email <laughs> corner. By next week, we'll have uh, added a sitar into that. Well, we, we could. Uh, Hold put on. A, put a sitar in in post. Email <laughs> corner. <laughs> There you go. Um, <laughs> it's on the subject of idiotic eureka moments. Let um, me explain for new listeners. This is something, it's a kind of a, something that you don't get for years. Yes. A joke or something, and you suddenly think, oh, hold on a minute. The example we always use is that, um, actually, going back to Maureen mm. Lippmann, that I, when she was BT in the BT adverts, I never put two and two together that she's oh, called BT yeah. because of BT. Yeah, I thought the example that we always gave was the person that uh, didn't realise that sooty and sweet were about chimneys. And I yeah. didn't realise that either. No, not oh, really. Right. So no. that's why we don't give that example. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just say, FYI, can we not argue about which example we may or may not give? I'm just trying, because, you know, I, there could be... I think sometimes we're adding listeners at four or five a week. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't want to alienate those people immediately. Bring them in, bring them in quick. Let's bring them in. Uh, Good morning, Frank, Emily and Alan. On the subject of IEM's idiotic eureka moments, I thought I'd share a particularly idiotic one with you. Or maybe it's just innocent, I don't know. I'm a 28-year-old man and it has only dawned on me just just dawned on me the, the turn of the year why Noah would bring two of each animal onto his ark 
Looking back, it is so obvious, but I think when I originally heard this tale as a young, innocent boy in Sunday school, I had gone on the assumption that two of each animal would be the max that Noah's Ark could carry. It never crossed my mind that one would be male and one would be female. My mates laughed at me. He thought it was all about logistics. <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's never really occurred to me, I'm going to be honest. You didn't realise no, that? No, I didn't really realise. You are serious. And also, can also I point, they could go out, basically. Can I point out that <laughs> so they could um, go out? Because then they could yeah. go out. You're not a natural farmer, are you? <laughs> <laughs> they could go out. <laughs> well, and just to, just to help you out, Adam and Eve, there was a bit of yes. uh, a bit of thought went into that gender <laughs> match too. Mm. Gender match too would be a great family movie. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, fancy going to see your uh, uh, gender match twos on at the JC? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, of course, um, many of you who, who read uh, the Old Testament on a regular mm. basis, as do I, will know that um, <laughs> it's not quite as straightforward as it sounds. Oh. There's a bit where um, God says to Noah, bring two of each animal, but um, seven of the clean animals, mm. seven of each clean animal, and seven of each birds of the air. No. Really? Seven. I mean, there's going to be a, a bird of the air... Sort of kicking his heels most nights, <laughs> while the other two have, the others have paired off. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward, terrible awkward. But also, what about the headroom on um, on the boat? That's going to need to be. A, it's going to be a boat with an aviary. All of a sudden, isn't it? Like yeah, but where are they going to go? It's it's just water everywhere else. Yeah, they know which side their bread's buttered. These uh, birds <laughs> of the air. Surely they could just fly around the boat rather than. Be in the boat. What do you mean? What? Oh no, that's unhygienic. Yes, There'll it... be kitchen preparations and things. Birds flying around. Flying around. You think they're trying to get their cuttlefish at source? <laughs> <laughs> their plot Why is do they need to, to be uh... in the boat anyway. What so... birds of the air? Yeah. Well, it's a long time to be airborne. Forty days and forty nights. Yeah. I suppose. God, get, give them a bit of roosting capacity. <laughs> <laughs> There's only seven of, of of the birds of the air. I suppose seven of each birds of the air is that's quite a lot. lot. Are we going to now always refer to birds as birds of the air in any context? <laughs> Am I to assume that? Well, not all, but because obviously Presumably some, penguins some birds are... are uh, yeah, they're not birds of the air. No, they're just penguins, mm. there was they? just There'd be two of them. Two of penguins. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um, Frank... Are we continuing email corner? I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know what the parameters are. Test our four corners. Well, no, but you're, do you have to do the jingle again? Okay. Okay. Email <laughs> corner. <laughs> it's getting weirder. Um, okay, this is from Robin in Canada. Robin Lovely. In Canada. Dear Frank. At this time of year. Yeah. As a regular listener. <laughs> <laughs> That'll clash. The clash with the mountains, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Brown and red is very much their look. Very much so. Uh, as a regular listener, I've, of course, been following your progress with the Dracula audiobook. Oh, yes, I've finished that now. <laughs> and recently, I was perusing a second-hand bookshop when I spotted the analogue version. What does that mean, the, the well, book? That, I presume... Does that mean the book version, yeah. OK. Inspired... It, I think... Inspired... Well, let's... Well, wait a minute, you okay, two. Okay. Inspired by your good review, I bought and am enjoying it immensely. Good. Somehow, I had never known the actual plot of the novel, mm -hmm. except, spoiler alert, Dracula is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm finding it to be an exciting and tense page-turner. It's also genuinely spooky. So thanks for the recommendation. What should I read next? Well, and please accept my congratulations on becoming a father. 
Thank you so much. Well, um... So the Frank Skinner Book Club, what do you say? I think once you read Dracula... I don't know, my first thought was I have to read Frankenstein next. Yeah. And then after that, I think I'll probably read, um, Abbott and Costello. Mm. (laughs) That should be... Now, I'm currently reading, um, The Art of Fielding, which is a very fine mix of sport, classical literature references and homosexuality. (laughs) (laughs) Get down to your bookshop. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is um, Absolute Radio. I'm Frank Skinner. Hello, Mr. Radio. I'm with Emily Dean. <laughs> and Alan the Cockerel Cochran. <laughs> <laughs> that's everything covered. You can text us on 8 12 15. Mm. I've got a parenthesis there, Alan the Cockerel Cochran. Yeah. Nice. Was that about, wouldn't it be um, oh. speech marks? Aren't parentheses uh, brackets? Yes, they are. Yeah. But well, this that... is quite a way no, to kick off the third off. hour of our show. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> a discussion the... about grammar. Tune in for grammar hour. Hey. <laughs> as oh. we discuss the use of the semicolon. <laughs> I blame the parentheses. <laughs> Very good. I like Grammar that. and puns, it turns Tough out. Crowd. Yeah. Grammar Tough crowd. Grammar and puns. Over there. Oh, grammar and puns. <laughs> Lovely grammar and puns. That's, uh, that's my life summed up. I have a question for you, actually. You have a question? Ask me anything you like. I have a question. I love a quiz. Pertaining to your life. Don't ask me anything you like. There's a lot I won't answer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I just put that out there. There's a few things that you've said we must never speak of. I'm always up for a quiz. No, it's not a quiz. It's more, um, as a a recent father and a known football fan, Mm -hmm. um, would you cry more at the football than the birth of your first child, which was in the papers this week, as... uh, one in ten men admit England winning the Euro 2012 Championship will mean more than their wedding day. They'll shed more tears of joy over their team's win than the birth of their child. Surely not. Are, are you in has that someone, gang? Uh, has some research come up with the idea that men um, only show emotions when they're watching sport? I think that's than... basically the gist. <laughs> well, yeah. they've, they've turned the world upside down, <laughs> these researchers. <laughs> it's a shock horror story. Why don't they go and find a, a cure for... Because they're researchers. Dermatitis, for example. <laughs> Dermatitis, which I, think, I would say is lingering, if anything, as illnesses go. It's a scourge. Um, well, I, I cried a tiny bit when my baby was born, but mainly I was just chuffed. I was mm. more sort of, mm-hmm. yes! And I went around um, showing him to people at the maternity hospital, members of staff, saying, look, look isn't, he, isn't he absolutely beautiful? As if, um, as members of of the staff at the maternity <laughs> hospital, they hadn't seen many newborn yes. babies. <laughs> so, if anything, I made a fool of myself. Yeah. But um, I, I only cried a little bit. It seemed a, a joyous thing. Um, I support, as you know, West Bromwich Albion, so I'm no stranger to tears. <laughs> mm. But um, I think there is, um, if you want to know what I really think, I think because fundamentally we know deep down that football doesn't matter, we're able to release our emotions completely. We're in the real world where everything has got terrible implications. Mm. We, we fight it back because we're afraid of uh, confronting our inner selves. Absolute Radio up. here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, do tune into Absolute Naughties because um, no one is. And, uh, Frank, we too can't recent. Say that. It's too recent. You can't get nostalgic about what next? Tune into Absolute April <laughs> when we'll relive the hits of last Frank. April. Okay, you overtired. 
lashing yeah. out. Yes, uh, I'm overtired. It's it's true. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I get I do get emotional about football. Mm. I mean, I'm probably this tournament because I've got. Um, Baby in house. Are you less involved? Well, I I didn't watch. uh, I only watched bits of both games last Mm -hmm. night, and then with the sound turned down, which is my my current method of watching the television. Well, I would have felt involved, Frank, but there was a sweepstake at Absolute Radio. There was. I got a text Mm -hmm. from the producer. It was it was brief and to the point. I won't lie. Something like want to be involved or something. Do you want to get involved? <laughs> want to get involved? There was a day when that text would have meant yes. something else. Wasn't yeah, there? exactly. <laughs> I didn't reply within the eight minute window that was apparently enforced. Apparently, I'm not involved. I'm well, not involved you know, either. That's what um, sweepstakes are like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with the rules of sweepstakes. <laughs> no, there's a very limited opportunity window. Mm. Yes, yeah, I, so I, I got in. I'm, uh, oh, I'm, did you? Who I, have you got, Frank? I've got Ukraine, unfortunately. Oh. And, you know, ever since, I've felt just a little bit racist. A bit JT, as I call it. I thought one's whole outlook could be changed by a sweepstake. <laughs> so I don't, I'd rather I hadn't been in it now, looking back. The whole thing, it set, it set me back years. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The uh, subject of football that we were talking about a moment ago, we've had a text from uh, Bodger in Rugley. Rugely. Uh, Rugely. Oh. Yeah. No, I like Rugley. Oh, okay. I, love, um, I like Bodger as well. Am I having my day cart moment again? I believe there's a worm at the bottom of the garden and his name is Rugley Worm. And he's from Rugely. Yeah, Rugely. Mm. Is it Bodger or Berger? I don't, I don't know Bodger personally. All right. I don't need to think I know I everyone in Rouge. did have an awful <laughs> moment when I mispronounced Descartes a few weeks ago. Oh, is, that, yes. is it a Midlands place, Frank? Yeah, it's, is it Staffordshire, Rougely? OK, that'll be, that's anyway, good enough for me. Anyway, yeah. his take on football is, football, grown men chasing a ball round a lawn. I like the lawn used mm. there. I hope England do well because the roads are empty when they play. Ideal for bikers. He's a biker. Oh, of course he's Bikers from Rugely. love, love empty roads. Certainty. They love empty roads. He probably walks about with a helmet on, doesn't he, <laughs> in the uh, town centre? I bet you he's got a black T-shirt on as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my bit. I read that article about the men crying at football. Yes. And, but unfortunately, about three paragraphs in, they referred to football as the beautiful game. Oh, they did And I was unable to go on. I understand. Really? Is that a deal-breaker for you? To me, if did I hear they... anyone use the phrase, the beautiful game... I dismiss them as a human yes. being. <laughs> Certainly as a football fan. No, as a human being. Oh, OK. Um, anyway, <laughs> in further Euro 2012 news... Oh, I like Ooh. this. This is professional. You have to send this job. Um, have you read about these dogs? Oh, have I? They sound rather nasty pieces of work. So what the pol- police? The dogs. Polish yeah, police they're, they're, dogs. They're seldom uh, gentle, <laughs> friendly creatures, are they? I mean, they're trained up to be yes. aggressive. Well, not just be aggressive. They're being trained up. I like that we're saying trained up, like we work in the force. Mm-hmm. They're being trained up to f- to bite hooligans in a sensitive area, Frank, in oh. the lower regions. Well, what the lower regions of the Ukraine? <laughs> 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 and there's so many of those. Um, Yes, it's I read uh, that directly. I, we, I don't we know can, if we can... We can use the word, surely, directly. I, we don't surely. need to, Let's do we? check. We oh, I, no, we I, just, I think we do need to. We, th- we sure. need to. Yeah, we don't want we people don't thinking that we mean the upper leg, do we? No, we don't mean the upper leg. We don't we mean, mean the upper leg, we mean the, um, the yeah, groin area. OK. Is that OK? Yes. Yeah. 
We can't <laughs> say nether like... regions or people think we mean the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will bite people in the Netherlands if they if they have to chase them that far. <laughs> but yes, they bite people in the crotch. What about yes. that? Are you happy with that? Can I just say I love this story. I love <laughs> the fact that they're training dogs and that some of the dogs might be like, no, 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 I'm more of a rump man. <laughs> <laughs> well, every police dog I've ever seen attack anyone in, in any sort of video or instructional mm. video. They bite people on their specially designed forearm padding. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the only place they ever bite them. So what's the guy who's or training these dogs wearing? What kind of weird... Like, do you think he's got, like, one of those big boxers groin guards? He's wearing and a... And the dog's just biting at him. He's, he's wearing a heavily lagged <laughs> cricket box. <laughs> do you know what else I liked, Frank? In one of the local papers, I do read them all, mm. um, it said... Uh, Polish police are going to come down on troublemakers like a bag full of anvils, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Very medieval punishment. I think that's a translation. Thing, yes, that I they thought have perhaps it was. Babel weird fish. similes in I foreign think languages. After they've been uh, bitten on the crotch, they need to come down on them with a bag full of Advil, <laughs> <laughs> which is a painkiller, popular painkiller. It's uh, well, it's a it's a strange tale, but I I'm all for them being. Uh, torn to pieces really savaged many yeah. of these people will own devil dogs back home in their council flats and i like the idea of the bite a bit oh my god <laughs> this is frank skinner absolute radio frank i think you could safely describe us as big fans of the olympic torch here in this studio well it's um, i like anything that's milk to the extreme. <laughs> is, it, is it a friend of the show yet, the Olympic talk? We'll have to get a jingle together. <laughs> with, maybe with the sound of flame crackling. Mm. Is uh, it silent, the Olympic torch? Uh, oh, I see what you mean. Is there a sort of gas hissing noise? Yeah, I'd like to think there's a sense of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah like crackling flames. I don't think so. I think it would be silent. Yeah. Um, well, but presumably, even if it is making a noise, no one can hear it because wherever it goes, there's cheering. Cheering, yeah. You know, it's like the Queen always smells paint in it. It's like mm. the cheering for the queen. torch. Just leave the Queen alone. The Queen will be back in her bubble wrap now for a bit. <laughs> I would have thought, she's God, they've flogged the dead. Flogged the, flogged the winning horse, I think is the saying. Mm-hmm. But so the torch, yes. it often it likes to hang out with celebrities, I find. Yeah, it, it does. does. Yeah. Will I Am mm-hmm. has been hanging out with. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any others. I think that was the only one. <laughs> Matt Smith, actually. The, oh, uh, did it? Former Not Forest. <laughs> 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 yeah, he... Uh, that'll be on my Who News. I wouldn't be surprised on my phone. <laughs> well, the latest celebs to hang out with the Olympic torch are Jedward. Yes, I saw that. They took it to Dublin. They ran through the streets of Dublin. They they styled their hair sort of to match the torch. Well, they've they gone really back. Did. Thank God they've yeah. gone back to their original sticky uppy hair. Because I don't know if you saw in Eurovision. Mm. No, they what? went for a sort of a flat, swirling curl. Yeah, oh, if you can imagine, if John Coleshaw was shipwrecked on a desert <laughs> island and his hair was allowed to run free, <laughs> mm-hmm. it looked like that. It's a very it's a tight, terrifying thought. Because John Coleshaw, Coleshaw looks like his head is. Uh, a herringbone design. Mm-hmm. It's very neatly coiffured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it was allowed to go free, this is what it was. If you mm. can imagine high winds on the Saragasso Sea, it looked like that. Like swirling maelstrom of a hair thing. We'll know they're in trouble when we see Jedward in the papers with bedhead, like no no product whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. Just... But you've got... It's like Oliver Hardy, apparently. Someone once said to Oliver Hardy when he was... He'd had a... He was ill. And they said, you need to lose a bit of weight. 
Ollie and he says, you know, the thing is, I I'm, I'm the fat man, I have to be the fat man. I can't, I don't have the that's option. Sort of, yeah. Oh, that's good. I yeah. might start saying that on this show, then I can eat the biscuits. Yeah, and so I think that, you know, they have to, they're, they're wedded to that hair gel forever. Mm-hmm. But if, whilst they're in the mood for having X Factor contestants, can I just put forth, what about Subo? I think she'd do a lovely job with that torch. I don't know if you could allow her to uh, run through a town centre with uh, with a naked flame. Well, the, are you the, suggesting she'd go on the rampage? I think Frank? she'd be into the nearest garage. <laughs> they let two man boys in shell suits with hairspray run with a naked flame through a town centre. Oh, no, that, that sounds to me like a fire hazard. Not, At I least think... Subo would have a sensible shoe. One thing you have to say about them that they're harmless, aren't they? They are. Generally. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've developed a soft spot. I like the idea of... You know, people say, well, what do they do, and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And what do they do? They they exist in a light-hearted fashion. Yeah. And is that such a bad life? Mm. I'm uh, I'm thinking of making them friends of the show. If they weren't otter and otter imbeciles. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, I'd like to talk about my favourite living creature, <laughs> is what I'm going to call this. Don't embarrass me. No. <laughs> you come a close second. Oh, OK. Sorry, Cockrell. Deal oh, with it. Ouch. Um, it's a fashion cat. Oh, yes, I, I think I His know His name is, is Choupette, and he belongs to fashion designer Karl Lagerfeld. Karl Lagerfeld, a man who's found a look and absolutely <laughs> stopped with it. <laughs> Diamante clasp... <laughs> White hair pulled back into a uh, ponytail, big mm. black spectacles, mm. shades. Not spectacles. Well, you know, I imagine they're a prescription. No, they're not. <laughs> you don't think they're if prescription? They're <laughs> how old is KL? If they weren't when he picked that look, Fine. they are now. Yeah. So, you know, we don't discuss age in fashion. Sorry, I've never seen a picture of Karl Lagerfeld when he didn't look like that. I presume he had a youth when he, when he was still so searching. If you're ever at a fashion Might party of any description, don't go up to anyone and say, how old are you then? I was once at a fashion party in the mansion house of Yves Saint Laurent. <laughs> oh, lovely. Wow. Yeah. So, Choupette... Oh, some birds there. <laughs> so, oh, some birds there. That's what, that's what Noah's son said when they asked him what it was like on the air. <laughs> Choupette... What, you mean birds of the air? Oh, yeah, birds of the air. Carry Choupette on. has been described as one of the most spoilt cats in the world. OK. And I'll tell you for why. He has an iPad... According to Carl Lagerfeld, he knows how to use the iPad. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you this, um, Carl. What you've got there, you've took a picture of the cat sort of standing on the iPad and you've tried to dress that up as the cat actually operating. Mm. And he is an operator. Do you think the cat's watching clips on YouTube and uh, pausing them? Pausing Pause. them? Pausing oh. them. Pause. There you go. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, um, probably the cat watches other cats on YouTube. Do you think it's watching... Those cat things. Like, um, oh, hang on, I've got to see a cat fall off a shelf or miss mm. time a jump onto a couch. Oh, comedy cat porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, you, uh, you cat. I don't think he, uh, he's using... It. I, I used to go out with a photographer and every time... Uh, she had to do a lot of photographs, like, with animals and novel, And every time uh, any... There used to be an advert on the telly when a dog would go up to this uh, place and start... Um, picking something up out the kitchen mm-hmm. and she always used to say gravy <laughs> and that's what they do apparently if they, if they want animals to do anything dogs certainly they just put a bit of gravy down off they go oh yeah 
You could follow it. You could drip a trail of oh, gravy going that? off the end of a cliff. They do that do with uh, Rosé for me. Um, <laughs> Frank, he also Choupette. He Is eat- it a he? Oh, I don't know. Actually, it would be more fitting for it to be a lady cat, wouldn't it? You'd think so. Eats at the table. No male cat would stand for that. And has two maids. I know that. Is I love the maids. I mean, I'm all for you know producing employment. Yes. But imagine being not the not the maid's cat, but one of the sort of the cat's maids, but one of the cat's mates. Like the second string. Oh, no, one yeah. of the maids has to keep Can't a diary for, for the cat. But you know what? This bit yeah, of the, the story cat has I really a diary. Like. Yeah. I really like that. The most famous diary in the world has entries in it that begin Dear Kitty, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and I hope is it? that... What, what is the... Is that Anne diary Frank? Anne Frank, they all, they're addressed to Dear Kitty, aren't they? Oh, I didn't know that. It's like a fictional figure that she's I, writing to. I don't I, expect Frank to understand, though, because look at the way Shep was treated. He wasn't even allowed up the stairs, <laughs> and that's because the one time he was in the bed, he ate the duvet, I know, or the eider well, down, didn't he? he scratched the eider down, and um, he fell the bedroom <laughs> carpet. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not funny. Don't, don't think that that's it's funny for a second. Funny. It isn't. It was disgusting. The, 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 the warmth separating my toes when I jumped out of bed. Don't you tell me what's funny. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What do they eat, I wonder? Are you talking about people in fashion again? No, Jedward. <laughs> Oh, what, what do they eat? Haribo. I think they're fueled. Almost certainly Haribo. Pure yes. sweets. They just yeah. eat sweets. Yeah. And uh, Panda Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's the sort of... They get in the corner shop in Ireland. But yeah. yeah. Nice, bo- nice big, like a two-litre bottle of Panda Cola. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Because you can, you know, you can mess about when you're cracking them. They're like messing about. <laughs> Do they consume alcohol, I wonder? I imagine they're very, very big enthusiasts of leapfrog. <laughs> <laughs> they have that look about them. They can't keep themselves on the ground, this. They've got no. so much energy. If they do have alcohol, it's Baileys, because it's chocolatey in it. They don't actually really like the taste of real oh, alcohol. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they have alcohol. I think it's I unlikely. Know. No, but if they need to get a taste for it, they will have sweetened alcohol. Poppers, I think they probably like. <laughs> My God, Frank! Oh, that's how you get your hair like that. There's no gel involved. <laughs> um, Extraordinary. I meant party poppers, obviously. <laughs> yeah, of. So you were talking about Carl Lagerfeld's cat. Of course I was. It's mo- absolute radio. Yeah, it's the most. It's the most spoilt cat apparently on the planet. It's yeah. a sort of, if you can imagine a, a, a scale of uh, cat treatment, mm. put Mary Bale on one end, putting them in the... Put she's them in, cat in the bin woman. She's cat in the wheelie <laughs> bin. And on the other end is um, Karl Lagerfeld's cat on its iPad, mm. sitting at the same table as him. Lovely. Generally living as an equal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, you know, with this... A, a man who I believe is like the head of fashion at Chanel. Very good, Frank. He's a creative director. He is, yeah. I'll be honest, normally I'm against animals being treated like humans, but in the case of... What age what is he? What about humans 70? being treated like animals? I'm fine with that. <laughs> OK, yeah. Isn't he, well, it, is he 78? It depends on the circumstances. Is he 78 or 79? That's all for a cat. What is, <laughs> usually 15 years. Do cats get the seven-year thing that dogs... Seven-year rule. Oh, I don't know. Is there such a thing as cat years? Mm. No, you never hear it's, it, do you? It's you difficult hear because ears, they, they've got the multiple lives things, which makes things even... Everything you say with cat years, you're operating on a nine-times table in the background. Yeah. 
<laughs> what do you think, though, Frank? As someone who's a known, has been a known dog keeper, yes, animal keeper. I mean, you would, as we've established, Shep didn't get that treatment. Are you more? You're more uh, spare the rod, spoil the. I, I, the I, I don't like them. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't have them at the dinner table. No. Oh, uh, I don't like them. I think they should. I mean, our, our dog Tiny, Tiny, the dog I had when I was a kid, used to, it never come home from one day to the next. I didn't know about Tiny. Tiny <laughs> never even had a collar. I've never even heard about <laughs> Tiny. <laughs> didn't have a collar because so, we didn't whoa, have a lead. Whoa, 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 Tiny! <laughs> Where did he spring from? Tiny's the one that used to sit and bark outside the butchers for bones. I don't think <laughs> I even knew about Tiny. Oh yeah, Tiny. Tiny never really recovered from the arrival of uh, Cal the Whippet. Yeah. His heart. He died of a broken heart. <laughs> if I was Carl Lagerfeld's cat, I would... I think I, when we sit at the table, I'd say, excuse me, but you, are you aware of the fact that I am a member of the same family as the Lynx and the Panther, <laughs> and yet you've turned me into some sort of camp toy? Some plaything. <laughs> Can I say, Lagerfeld, I despise you and everything you stand for? <laughs> That's probably what he's saying, but threw me out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Lagerfeld just What is know. it, my little friend? <laughs> Oh, my little friend, would you like a little, another little <laughs> section of Satsuma? This makes me want to vomit. Get off me, is what he's thinking. But it is better for an old man to over-spoil a cat rather than neglect, because old people and neglected cats, that could lead to death, couldn't it? Mm. Don't forget that in Train Spotting, it was a cat that killed a man, not heroin. It was that cat, wasn't it, that was... I, you know, I don't know. Leaving its waste yeah, around the place. I've never seen Train Spotting. Haven't you? Well, spoiler I alert. Seen, I have seen American Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> right. And do you remember Richard Gere used to clamp his feet to the ceiling and hang downwards? Yes, in I love that oh, yeah. bit, Frank. Apparently, Carl Lagerfeld does that, and the cat just <laughs> toys playfully with his ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's worth seeing. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, there was an incident involving a celebrity humiliation. Can you both stop watching the telly, the sport on the telly, please? I caught I'm, you I both. Wasn't, wasn't. I was, caught it, you both it was rugby. watching I don't the sport. Even class that as a sport. Um, <laughs> I was about to tell you about there was a celebrity humiliation, and you know how I like that. Oh, you love it. It's, it's my favorite. I like it even more than Karl Lagerfeld's cat. Okay. Um, this involved Mel B. Well. You'd think she was Mel B, but she appeared as a guest judge at the X Factor. Okay. And a member of the crew introduced her and said, Will you welcome Mel C? No. Mortificado. Do you mean an ex member of the crew? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably. A member of the crew who is currently working on something else. They got scary instead of sporty. Oh, dear. You see. It's it's the worst thing when someone, the wrong identity or wrong name. I've always. Mel Black, Mel Caucasian, that's how I <laughs> recall them. It's uh, stood me in good stead. I'm very glad to hear it. Yeah, that, but it's true, you can, mm. then you can never forget. People do get upset about being wrongly introduced, though, don't they? Like, you know. I got introduced as Ellen recently. <laughs> Ellen? Mm. Ellen? I said, it's Emily, actually. I'm sure Ellen's very nice, but it's Emily. Oh, did you say <laughs> yeah, that? I oh, did. God, I bet that poor person... <laughs> that poor person was reduced to a... Pork scratching of a human being. I was once introduced as David Baddiel's wife. <laughs> Were you? Mm. It was a uh, Christmas. Was lo- it to uh, uh, the man handing you the hotel register? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was delighted because his partner is a close international friend of mine, as you know. Yes. 
Um, a close international yeah, that's friend. That's what they say in fashion circles. One of my closest international friends. <laughs> oh, fabulous. I didn't know um, that. I used to say, if ever I was anywhere where I, I had to sort of rough it a little bit, if I was left to wait in a tent or I was standing on a street corner waiting for a car, I'd say, do you know I have international representation? <laughs> <laughs> use it. Use it. Yeah, you, mate. Use it. Doesn't matter if it's not. No, this true. woman said to me, Frank, it was a Christmas light ceremony in Hampstead. She said, You're David Baddiel's wife, aren't you? I said, No. Oh. No, I'm not. I think I said he's not my husband, which looked like I objected to marriage. Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. like you're living yeah. over the brush. <laughs> <laughs> I was my first ever TV enemy. performance. I was uh, introduced by Arthur Smith as Frank Spencer. No. Yeah. Oh, God. That's true. <laughs> I mean, obviously, they built up the crowd. The crowd were, you know. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah. They were like, where's the guy on roller skates? And then it was me, yeah. In fairness, <laughs> he probably had a few. I tried to, you know, I tried to take advantage of this by opening with the phrase, ooh, Betty. <laughs> Didn't know. But I did it in a hangdog, oh. sour kind of a way. It would it have worked, um, some others do have him, if he'd done it like that. <laughs> um, thing is that uh, uh, the cat's done a whoopsie in my beret. <laughs> ooh, Betty. It would have it, given it a sort of bleak psychological drama <laughs> feel. No, that would have been a cello. Yeah, but that would have, yeah. <laughs> well, then it would have opened with him, his head in his hands. Oh, oh Betty. <laughs> I'd have liked it better. Anyway, um, coming up next is uh, Leona Graham. And uh, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Um, God bless you all and hello, boss. 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 Hello. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.